Hello, welcome to my podcast on all the lights we cannot see as we examine it from a Marxist perspective. Okay, so for those who haven't read this book, I'll just do a quick summary. It's it's the setting is during the World War Two, right? And then you know you can see that Werner and Marilo are the two main protagonists in the novel. Marilo is a blind girl. Um, Werner is an orphan who is forced to go to the mines and stuff like that at just as age fifteen. So yes, that's just it. So for in this book without taking too much of your time in this book we can see an example of a cultural hegemony for those who might not understand that term it's like the presence of a dominating culture that manipulates others the lower class the working class to believe what they themselves believe in like there's this dominating culture and manipulating by the ruling class so an example of this we see in the novel was you know, there in the book, sorry, in the book, there's this um, diamond called the Sea of Flames, right? Everyone believed because they were told that this diamond is a curse. Like anybody that has this diamond, yes, the person, the individual who carries it would live long, but the loved ones of that individual would perish, like would just die. Some people will fall, some people will have their loved ones fall ill and just, you know, die just because of the diamond when uh sorry Marie law one day asked her, her dad that what's up like what's all the saying about the sea of flames like is it really true but her dad told her that curses are just a fragment of the mind like it doesn't exist you can't there there are no such things as curses so we can see that there are other people are made to believe that this is a curse but in reality it may not even be a curse like it's just what you believe in it's just what they are told so like the main belief of everybody of majority of people during that time is that the stone the diamond the priceless jewelry carried the cause but meanwhile it didn't at least when as i'm sorry marilo's father didn't believe that it carried the cause and he told his daughter look this there's there are no such things as curses and then we see in the book that there are, there are division of social classes where the boys aren't allowed to like have their own lives like make choices for themselves i quote from the book in chapter five of um of the mini chapter called um Jen Marie's recess. We see that when Frederick was talking to Werner and he said, Your problem, Werner, is that you still believe you own your life. Your problem, Werner, is that you still believe you own your life. Like, come on, isn't he supposed to own his life? Like, it's his life. He should be able to make choices for himself, but he's denied that privilege. He's forced to go into the mines where his father died and his father's body hasn't even been recovered and he's forced to do so at age 15. The vice minister told him, look, the only place you're heading to is the mines, nowhere else, same as other boys. Once you turn 15, you're heading straight to the mines. That's so dominating, like, he doesn't even care if the boys actually want to go to the mines, but they just, they don't have a choice. They don't have a choice on whether they want to go to the mines or not. They have to go to the mines. So in the book, you can see this division of social classes where 
the the working class those who are struggling are are, are just shrouded upon like their lives don't really matter like they're just sent up to the mind to die and you know presently in our world you know how tough and dangerous the mine mining work can be because you know there are lots of diggings from below the ground and stuff like that someone at age 15 can't even work at the mines presently so imagine how tough those times were for those who were still alive during the world war they were facing the world war and they were still facing the issue of 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 them being denied privilege to do what they would really want to do anthony Duarte carefully writes this and but then i love the fact that he doesn't support them right he doesn't support it if he condemns it but he's also trying to at the same time because see life from these people's point of view like he makes us understand the struggles he makes you feel it he makes you want to like reach out to somebody and be like hey you know there is light at the end of the tunnel always look for the lights don't be scared reach out like reach for the stars don't don't perish because someone someone else asks you to perish you have to, he he tries to like incorporate those kind of thoughts into the reader's mind and from my own personal research right anthony Dua actually grew up in his words he said i grew up in a place where to call yourself a writer will be pretentious so we can see he incorporates that into his own novel he writes it and you can see that he has understanding of what that kind of life would feel like and how sad it would be so yes in summary this book does have different social classes and we see it in so many places in the book so many there are even situational archetypes where like you have the symbolic archetypes of light which represents hope renewal enlightenment darkness which represents mystery ignorance or despair all of it are shown in this book thank you listening